Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through topics like pleasure, beauty, embodiment, femininity, art, somatic healing, mindfulness, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be with you here today. We are on episode 38 of the podcast. I am so proud. It's been over a year since I started podcasting, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to dance between your eardrums each week and share with you the gems of wisdom that I have collected along my journey. And before we dive into today's episode, I'd love to share with you that in August, I will be reopening the Embodied Intelligence Coaching Program. I was just working with my team this morning on refining and tweaking the program to make it even more robust and even more intimate and supportive. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. Because if you're like most women and humans really, but I work with women and female identified individuals primarily, you have been taught to trust your mind over your body. And what you have probably also gotten really good at and really clear about is that while the mind is brilliant, it is limited in its capacity to utilize your full system of intelligence, which includes the intelligence of your body. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably had several experiences where your body knew a truth that your mind couldn't comprehend. This body-based wisdom voice is not just there to alert us to red flags and warning signs, but it is actually a navigation system. If you have tried for years to break a pattern, or years to achieve a dream, or years to attract something you want into your life, and you are finding that your mind, while brilliant, is not able to take you all the way, 
head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching, and I would love to have a conversation with you. We'll be opening the program in August, but there will be lots of fun surprises and treats leading up to the program all around magnetism and bringing sensual living into your life, not just as a treat, but as a lifestyle of embodiment. So schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching. I would love to talk to you more about the possibilities for you in this program. And so now it's time to jump into today's episode. And today's episode is all about creating an elegant evening. So recently, I was speaking with one of my teachers, Kelly Waddell, and she was telling me about the concept called inertia, which is that an object in motion will stay in motion unless it encounters a force of equal or greater value. So in other words, if you have a ball rolling down a hill, a ball is going to keep rolling until it meets the flatness of the hill or until it meets a brick wall. If it meets the flatness of the hill, it's going to slow down to a stop. If it meets the brick wall, it's going to bounce off of that thing. Similarly, a ball that is in stillness, in order to get it moving, it requires infinitely more energy to get it moving than it does to keep it moving. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because when it comes to our mornings and our evenings, these incredibly sacred times of day, for most people I know, evening, which is meant to be this sacred respite, is just a time full of more work. So if you end your workday, say around six or seven, then it's time to make dinner, or it's time to do some of your errands, or it's time to work out, or it's time to give the kids a bath, or it's time to walk the dog, and then it's time to do the dishes, and then it's time to meditate, and then you beat yourself up for why you can't relax. (laughs) And I want you to know that if this is your experience, even mildly, that this is not personal in many ways. It's not that you're doing something wrong It's that in a culture that prioritizes masculine values and ways of being, the masculine has many, many gifts, one of which is its ability to produce and its ability to have stamina. But when that muscle is so overdeveloped that it dominates the whole muscular system, the more feminine, more slow, more intuitive, more creative, more feeling and flowing energy that we might associate with a restful evening atrophies. And in some cases, it atrophies to the point where you may have a open spot of time on your calendar and you don't even know how to relax into it. And so you just end up filling it with more things that you need to do. And so how this relates to that concept of inertia is that when we are going 80 miles an hour, If we encounter a brick wall of time to go to bed or time to wind down and we don't have the skills to bring ourselves to a slow stop, there is going to be that experience of bouncing off the wall and whiplash. And so what 
you might do in order to counterbalance that is numb out with whatever your vice of choice may be. And so what I want to share with you now are some ways to interrupt this cycle. Even though I may have painted a bit of a dismal picture thus far, (laughs) I'm hoping that those of you who can relate to it will also be able to relate and receive to the next portion, which is where I'm going to share with you some really simple things that you can do to not drive a wedge in this wheel and make it stop, but this water wheel that is constantly turning of the things that we need to do is slowly take some of that water that's charging through out of the equation until you can gradually come to a stop through the joy of simple pleasures, everyday sensuality, and elegant evenings. And so where we begin when it comes to the art of creation, whether that's the creation of a book or the creation of a relaxing evening, is not with what we want to do, but instead is with how we want to feel. So in embodiment coaching, one of the things that we do is we always begin with how does it currently feel now, whatever is the pattern or the experience that you feel stuck in and limited by? And what is the desired feeling state? What are we working towards? And we set our compass, once again, not necessarily to the external result, but more to that internal feeling. And so when you think about your evening, I'd love for you to just take a moment here to ponder, how do you want to feel in your evening? Maybe you want to feel comforted or relaxed, satisfied, grateful, released, approving of your day. I recommend choosing one to three words of how you want to shape your evening. And we set that as north on the compass to then begin to embody it. And so one of the things I do every morning, and this is actually part of the Embodied Intelligence Journal that comes with the program when you sign up for the program. I know there's just shameless plug after shameless plug, but I am overflowing with enthusiasm about this program, and I want every single person who feels called to it to be able to experience it. And so I'm just going to, for the next couple of weeks, just be talking about it to my heart's content. So buckle up. So one of the things I do every morning in my embodied intelligence journal is I write down, who do I want to be today? I have a very clear list of the things I want to do, but what do I want to create today? Who is the person I want to be and how do I want to show up? And then there's a very specific line in my journal that says, what do I want to go to bed thinking and feeling tonight. So maybe it's life is magical. My body is magical. My mind is magical. I wrote that one in my journal the other day and I had the most magical day. Yesterday, mine was, I am amazed at how much I got done today in such little time. So what do I want to go to bed thinking and feeling tonight? Setting that tiny 
anchor in the compass of your subconscious in the morning can help guide and direct your actions and experiences throughout the day. The third gem is taking care of your evening self during the day. So when we talk about that experience of inertia and that sharp stop, like something I experience is when I close my computer at the end of the day, my mind and brain and body are really stimulated and then I need to go into cooking dinner and it just, because I'm coming from that energy of work, cooking dinner feels like more work. And so I'm sure you could go on a walk or you could do all sorts of things to kind of change up the energy. But something that I've started doing is I've started doing little details of cooking throughout the day so that at the end of the day, my transition is a lot smoother and requires less work. And also I've started this really sweet ritual of turning on French jazz and sitting on my screened in porch and taking 20 minutes to read a book. Can you imagine who even reads anymore? (laughs) Reading an actual physical, tangible book. Right now, I'm gifting myself the fluffiest read of all time, The Undomestic Goddess by Sophie Kinsella. Normally, I like to read dramatic, deep, intense novels, but I'm taking a little fluff break at the moment, and I just curl up with my chiclet and a cup of tea while listening to jazz while my pre-marinated chicken is roasting in the oven. And once again, from that place of inertia, it's like that ball, rather than coming to a complete stop or rather than having to go at the same speed, is slowly coming in for a landing. The fourth gem is we all know that mindfulness practices can help us to slow down the mind, the body, the heart rate, and stimulate that parasympathetic response. But If going straight into seated meditation, once again, after moving really fast throughout your day, feels like hitting that brick wall, a really fun and delicious embodied way to practice mindfulness is through beauty ritual. So sometimes at the end of my day, I will jump in the shower and I'll give myself a minty salt scrub to just change up the energy. Sometimes I will give myself a face massage and I'll take a little bit of peppermint oil and I'll put it at the base of my skull and knead into that occipital ridge there at the base of the head. And just that combination of the minty, fresh aroma, the subtle heat that starts generating on the skin as a result of the peppermint mixed with the massage, game changer. Another thing I like to do at the end of the day is take my fingertips, and you can do this with me now, just locating, there's a pressure point right underneath the iris of your eye. If you use your ring finger to settle into that hollow in the bone, inhale, release the pressure, exhale, apply pressure, inhale, release the pressure, do that about three or four times. And then you can just kind of feel around that hollow of the eye. There's also one right underneath the outer edge (laughs) of the eye. There's one right at the arch of the eyebrow. There's one right at the start of the eyebrow. There's, you know, a point on the sinus. And so 
just a little bit of music, five minutes of acupressure. And then if you take cotton pads and just saturate them with a little bit of water, put them in the fridge for five minutes and lay down with those on your eyes for five minutes, utter refreshment of your face. And the last tool I want to offer you is actually a dare, truth or dare. And so the dare is to gift yourself a screen-free evening. Have you noticed, especially since the pandemic, that we now need two screens in order to feel okay at the end of the day? I noticed this about myself. I could be watching Showtime at the, on the TV and scrolling Etsy on my phone. And I need both in order to feel like I can pay attention. The wonderful advancements of technology also mean the reduction of our attention span. And when our attention span reduces, our mind quickens. And when our mind quickens, our worries become more abundant. And so a screen-free evening, maybe just taking one of those screens out of the equation is a place for you to start. Maybe it's going full bore and lighting all your candles and busting out your essential oils and giving yourself a self-massage. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's enjoying a delicious beverage while you journal your dreams and desires for the next place that you want to travel. Anything that involves your senses in a way that drops them down and into your body rather than up and out of your body. So screens certainly involve and engage our senses, but in a way that brings us up and out of our experience. Any other sensory element with the absence of that screen is going to bring us down and in. And just like an anchor settling beneath the chaotic swirling waves on the surface, it goes deeper, deeper, deeper down into those more quiet, stiller waters. And so maybe it's not a whole screen-free evening, but a screen-free hour in your evening can be a tremendous gift to give yourself in creating an elegant evening. That brings this episode to a close. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper into bringing more elegance, sensuality, and deeply embodied power and presence into your life, please go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash coaching, where I would love to schedule a conversation with you about bringing that soft, whispering wisdom voice that calls to you from those quiet moments inside and making it visible, powerful, and vocal on the outside. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. For more coaching, classes, and community in the art of sensual living, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free course on how to reduce anxiety and increase your natural confidence through powerful embodied body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to get instant access to the course today.